<laughs> How's it shaking? Uh, you know. Uh... Yeah? <laughs> kind of like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been like, there's this amazing festival that one of my friends runs, and I've been like really heavily involved in it, which is really mm-hmm. great. But the thing about festivals is that they start and then they don't stop till they're over. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I've just been going. <laughs> And I'm not mm-hmm. used to going anymore. <laughs> How long is this festival going for? It's like five days. It's, it's ending tonight. Okay. Um, but I like, I performed as part of a live soundtrack on Halloween. So all month I was composing for that. And then I had a show the next day as like my band. Mm-hmm. So I was perf- like getting ready for that and also rehearsing with my actual band. Mm-hmm. And then it was the festival. So it's just been kind of like things constantly yeah (laughs) yeah I've noticed you've been like super busy recently like which I guess is you know I mean it's it's exciting that you're doing all this like music stuff but also I'm like damn Santa's just going yeah and I mean it's great I'm just like I haven't had anything like resembling a reason to get up every single day in quite a while Uh uh, because I've been unemployed for a bit and Mm -hmm. so just that like for about three weeks every day I had to set an alarm when I went to sleep was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) which I understand is a pretty unique situation but no I feel it though I mean I'm not to the same extent but like um yeah I just recently you know started an actual like nine to five job Mm -hmm. um so I'm like man I can't stay up until like three in the morning like I shouldn't anyway but (laughs) now I'm like prohibited against it you know because my body will be very angry at me if I don't (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a real real ass struggle (laughs) yeah and you know what I I I really I really do feel the don't talk to me until I've had my coffee in the morning (laughs) sort of energy so I as it's it's like known that I have a completely garbage palate for coffee but Mm -hmm. it's gotten to the point where now I just make a pot of coffee Um, And I put it in a pitcher in the fridge and then I pour out a cup of coffee from the pitcher and I put it on my bedside table and I drink it in the morning and it's been there for like 12 hours or whatever, like whatever I decided to. And it's it's probably three days old because who knows when I made the pot of coffee. Right, yeah. So uh, it's the only way I can like convince myself to wake up is just to wake up to a cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I am lucky enough to live with people who make coffee for me in the morning, but right. that soon will not be the case. I will be living with someone who does not drink coffee. Oh. Um, by the grace of God, owns a coffee maker for some reason, That's good. Uh, but does not drink it. So I'm like, <laughs> do not have to buy that for myself, but um, do have to take the responsibility for the coffee itself. Yeah, which is like fine because I've done it before. But also, you think about getting up in the morning and then scheduling enough time to like grind beans and brew coffee yeah it's like is it really worth it (laughs) that's why I just only make bad coffee I buy the (laughs) shittiest pre-ground stuff I Mm -hmm. use a garbage um drip coffee maker that's from like the 80s that my dad gave to me when he stopped drinking caffeine Mm -hmm. uh and that's it I just it's garbage and I commit to it and I treat myself to a good coffee sometimes (laughs) um all coffee tastes the same if you put enough uh creamer in it I find (laughs) that's true actually I've got sort of like a vanilla almond 
situation almond milk situation going on and it's Mm -hmm. honestly i'm like an old man and it's like too sweet for me i like put it in and i have to like i don't have the dexterity to just pour a little bit of it so it's always too sweet and i'm always like (laughs) (laughs) you can buy non-vanilla flavored i know but i like the vanilla (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god yeah so i i use I'm dairy free, but not like vegan, so I can still use coffee made because mm-hmm. it just doesn't have lactose in it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so, but it's like made from milk derivatives or whatever that mm-hmm. means. Um, so, but that that's always so strong. Like I will pour in like a thimbleful of it, and now your entire coffee just tastes like straight creamer. Um, <laughs> which I feel like is kind of a shame because I'm drinking good coffee right now. But it's good preparation to when I soon will not be drinking good coffee because I'm very, very cheap yeah, um, <laughs> and super lazy. <laughs> it's good to just, you know, have that set up ahead of time so that the crash isn't as hard. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> podcast that ghost built <laughs> oh that's like <laughs> not not true i guess that yeah i mean I, if you think about it <laughs> and of course i'm not i'm not just saying that because it's a, a podcast that's often about ghost movies i'm saying because of the spirit premonitions that you and sarah had that led to you forming this podcast exactly yeah. i actually don't know if we ever talked about the story that made us start this podcast but i think it was my junior year of college uh, sophomore or junior year of college um I was drinking the most horrible like pink lemonade vodka um <laughs> because that's what my friend had and she's just like you have the rest of it and I'm like I can't buy my own booze so okay because um, <laughs> I was not 21 yet um and uh I was like we were both like we're on we me and Sarah went on a Skype call like just super like blasted off of our own like choices of horrible liquor uh-huh. um and she's like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, this sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now here are the, the fruits of that um, it, like, that faded story, day. It, it, that story truly proves that Let's Start a Podcast is the Let's Make a Band of the modern era. <laughs> is it not? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Um, and like, <laughs> I, I kind of somehow have become that person because every time I someone's like, Oh, here's a podcast idea I want to do. I'm like, I can't do another one. But also, can I please be a co-host on that podcast idea you just uh, fired off? Because I want to talk about things and then make people listen to the fact that I have opinions about things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I I want to be on every podcast. But I the only podcast that I like successfully started myself doesn't have a co-host. And it turns out that was a really bad idea because it means I have no one to be accountable to, uh, which is why there's only been two episodes in eight months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you need to, like, bring on musical guests or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
That sounds like a lot of work, though. It is, is the problem. And scheduling with musicians is a hell comparable only to trying to schedule Dungeons & Dragons. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I realize that was, like, a kind of hyper-specific Venn diagram that only a few people, but hopefully, hopefully y'all kids out there can relate. (laughs) I mean, even if you've never been in a D&D group, just, like... So I've I've been kind of in a casual campaign for like the past handful of months, um, and it's like only like four of us. But it is the hardest thing in the world to organize anybody <laughs> together in the same room. I think it's been like a month since we all last saw each other because we're always doing something on the weekend. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a fun experience. Um, and then recently a friend uh, came towards me. He's like, I've never been in a campaign before. You should run one. And I'm like, I've never run a campaign before. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Probably nowhere because it's impossible. But anyway, um, I don't even know if we said our names. I'm Blair and this is Sada. Say hi, Sada. Hi, I'm Sada, by the way. <laughs> Are we doing something? Are we recording something? <laughs> I think we're just like, I think we're just catching up. Just catching um, up. <laughs> I had such a good segue, by the way. Yes. Um, not to segue into a segue with a really inappropriate, <laughs> jarring segue, which is saying I have a segue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh-huh. you were like, it's probably going nowhere. Speaking of going nowhere, the, there are the doors, the do- <laughs> doors that go nowhere in, in this house. In house, oh, in house and movie watched. You, um, you really knocked it out of the park with that one. Thank I you. gotta say. Uh, smooth <laughs> as butter. Yep um effortless i would i would call i would call that segue effortless and mm-hmm. now we're going to continue to make it even more effortless <laughs> by just like can we check if, if just double check with the producers that we're getting this all clean because it's gold i'm getting uh, i'm getting thumbs up good. from our producers uh, to, to thank you keep going yep. great great <laughs> 10 great. more minutes of this yeah <laughs> we watched winchester house that ghost built yeah we did um <laughs> I was I wanted something stupid, which seems like I we should watch good movies after Schlocktober, but right. Uh, usual uh, host Sarah was like, "I'm so busy this weekend. Uh, we were gonna record on Thursday, but then I was like, I don't get home until super late, so we can't because it'll take. We will be recording until midnight. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, it's the the stars just did not align in any sort of way. Um, and I, I, I didn't want to watch anything good with a guest. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't deserve that. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like, sometimes you do, but sometimes it's like, uh, no, I just want, I just want something brain dead to watch, you sure. know? And I feel like, and you specifically, something really goofy is I think going to create the best energy. <laughs> yeah. I... So I decided for this really really weird movie (laughs) it was I didn't know what I was getting in for because I wasn't sure how goofy it was going to be Uh um I don't I still don't know how goofy it was does that make sense like yeah no totally it has um I would say maybe a little bit of a tone problem (laughs) it has an enormous tone problem and I think one of the things that I found some combination of fascinating and frustrating with it is that I can see the bones of a good movie. Mm-hmm. 
Well, like, the thing is, the the story the it's based story on is, is a great story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is why I think you see the bones of a good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that's the skeleton true. of the story. <laughs> yeah, it's the story, and it's also Helen Mirren, um, mm-hmm. is obviously incredible. Right. Uh, and she, what is she doing in this movie? She's her her best. um yeah i really don't know i i have to imagine that she signed up before this version of the script was what it was gonna be because i don't but i don't know and then the actress who's playing her daughter-in-law question mark uh, i think who's like sarah spock or sarah spook or something like that um they're they are both of them are incredible and their chemistry is so good and so you can kind of see the like the the bones the the seed of a story about these two incredibly strong women dealing with their grief and their guilt Uh um but then no we have to have dr man come in (laughs) (laughs) talk about his dead wife like it's so i know i'm jumping around i'm just like no but it's yeah but i i I mean you're jumping around this movie uh does it's it happens chronologically, but it doesn't really feel like it does. It Does that make sense? Totally. Because, like, yeah. The, I, when I first op- started this movie, I felt like I was in the middle of a different movie. Oh, my God. I, I checked, like, a, a couple different times. I tried, like, two or three different versions because I was like, it keeps throwing me in the middle of the movie. This doesn't make any sense. Um, and then I realized, no, this is just how the movie starts. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually, like, I was a little distracted when I started watching it because I was making uh, lunch for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I remember seeing the Lionsgate thing at the beginning of this. So this has to be right, right? But I feel like I missed a lot. So I rewind and it's like, nope, that's just how the movie is. Um, no, yeah, it's... It's it, like, I really... The only thing, my my theory is... Um, because what they do is they set up, we start at the Winchester house, there's sort of a possession thing, there's, like, a kid who puts a burlap sack on his head and is like, he is coming for us, Mm -hmm. and then we cut to, like, what, like, what I thought was an opium den, it turns out it was just, like, some dude's house, um, in San Francisco, where a doctor is, like, doing magic tricks for his high girlfriends, Mm -hmm. I think there are several, but he also has a... Uh, no, his wife is dead, but we don't know it yet. So yeah. they do this thing, and then he, this character gets introduced, and then they go back to the Winchester house. My theory is that the opening scene was not meant to be the opening scene, but they wanted to show audiences, like, no, this is going to be a ghost story. There's going to be not about, stuff. It's not about laudanum in it's the not about 1800s. It's not about laudanum poison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Was was laudanum really labeled with poison on the bottle back in the day? Because that doesn't had, seem like a really good selling point. Right? I had the exact thought, and I looked it up, and I did see what appeared to be genuine bottles from the time. I think what it was um, is that it's kind of like how a chemical today would be marked with a little, like, skull or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it Like, as a symbol for, in a certain amount of doses, this could be poisonous. Do people do that? Um, I'm thinking, like, cleaning chemicals. Normally, those are a little bit more urgent. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, if you stick your hand in this, you won't have a hand anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think because I was, like, very briefly skimming articles that were, like, 
because it was like something about opium like opium is a poison but only if you take too much and it's like well (laughs) well yeah i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i'm looking at a bottle right now that does say laudanum poison on it um yeah because i also saw a couple bottles that had it reversed so it said poison on the top and then laudanum so i assume it's a warning sign because at first i was just like that seems like a really dramatic way to point out that they're doing drugs but Uh, like bad drugs but yeah it just looks like they're drinking from a bottle marked poison which is like who are these dumbasses what are we doing here it's it's so strange like even with like historical backing for this like did poison used to mean something different other than don't put this in your body instead of this is a drug (laughs) you know i saw yeah i saw a direct quote that was like the poison is in the dosage so it's like it'll it'll kill you if you take enough so it's poison (laughs) <laughs> like it makes it makes sense like it makes I guess. it makes it's there's a logic weird. here yeah and i can follow it but also it seems like bad salesmanship <laughs> it seems like yeah it's definitely not a good marketing strategy <laughs> you know um but uh i guess the opium does most of the work anyway yeah and so far as marketing and so far as marketing <laughs> yeah opium market markets itself really really well <laughs> yeah yeah it's the whole addiction thing yeah you know um uh anyway so he does like a whole little trick with a dollar bill dollar bill yeah yeah. where he like makes it float and shockingly with all of his friends around who are all also on opiates they're like whoa (laughs) (laughs) and he's like talking he's like what do you think controls you is it your mind or your body and then he's like your mind can make you believe all sorts of things that aren't real like this floating dollar bill i i didn't catch his name so for the first like half of my notes i just keep calling him opium magician um and then suddenly a guy shows up and is like dr price and i'm like the opium magician is a doctor what's happening okay Okay, his character does such a weird 180 from this first scene to the rest of the movie. Because, yeah. like, so he's, like, he's, like, this freewheeling, like, like, if New Age was in the late 1800s, you know? Totally. Um, kind of vibe. Um, but then he's, like, a serious psychologist for the rest of the movie who's no nonsense and doesn't believe in ghosties or whatever. Um, yeah, and it's, like, he... The, the way that he even acts when he's, you know, doing his drugs, which he continues to do, is completely different. Which yeah. I, guess, I guess there's, like, different contexts, but, like, what was the point of this first scene? <laughs> um, I, I mean, the only, yeah, the only thing that really gets pointed back to is the drugs, which could have been established outside of that scene. And this whole little dollar bill mm-hmm. gimmick, which, I mean... He's not a good doctor. Can we get that out right away? Like, yeah. he he has... I, I know that part of it is that just we're, we're like, going to meet Sarah Winchester soon, and she's this very incredible, like, strong, very strong-willed woman. Um, but he just has no ability to direct their sessions at all, and he's supposed to, like, be a good psychologist. Yeah. But, like, he's constantly letting her derail. He obviously doesn't know how to read her very well or, like, impress her or ask the right questions. And mm-hmm. it's like, I understand that doctors and patients can be mismatched, but he just doesn't seem to be very good at it. <laughs> um, it feels like he just, like, 
woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be a psychologist now. It was um, 1906, I guess. You and, which, you, and you know what? And you know what? That kind of did happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, I'm a doctor now. Do you want some cocaine? cocaine? <laughs> yeah. What I wrote down here was, so basically <clears throat> somebody from the Winchester Company, the lawyers of the Winchester Company, have decided that Sarah is not in control of herself and they want to have her assessed to see if she deserves to like keep control of the company given that her husband has died. And I just wrote down that, oh no, Sarah Winchester has make house bigger disease. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a real, that's not, if somebody just keeps adding onto their house, that's okay. You're allowed. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say it's okay. Hmm. Depends. <laughs> Depends. Depends. Um, <laughs> okay, so the actual story this is based off of is so funny because it's like, she, her, so, well, it's funny, I guess. Her, 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 um, the, the, the husband's death and the child's death is all true, but then, like, yeah, like, just some random person told her she was cursed and had to continue building her house forever, and she was like, sounds legit to me, and then just did it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> which is, like, the baseline for this. Um, uh, but it's it's all about spiritualism and inner... This movie, Tone Problem, it's not a scary movie, is the thing. No, it's not, and it keeps... Tr- I think that it tries several different... It's like it's kind of dabbling in ways that to, to try and scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I'm sure I've mentioned on one of my like previous appearances. I love just a generic horror drinking game mm-hmm. where you just can watch any horror movie and see how it lines up. And it's stuff like children singing a weird song or curtains yep. moving unexpectedly or a mirror or at the end sequel bait, um, <laughs> etc. <clears throat> Yeah. And this one kind of tries all of them. It tries ghostly winds and then it tries uh sp- spooky face. Uh mm-hmm. it just kind of goes through all of them and they're not none of them work. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work. Mhm. Um and I, I, to be honest, I think there's like four scares in this movie. You know? Yeah. And, like four like actual scares. The rest is just like um failed atmospheric things very Uh, failed deeply (laughs) failed yeah um so so he he's sent to this house and we get one of the scares that's like in the trailer where he's like uh he takes like some laudanum and puts it in his mouth um and in like a really weird way like he like has this like glass of (laughs) tube i guess like a glass straw and just drop i'm like you can just drink it right like it's it's got like it's not gonna fall onto your face like I maybe it's like a dose regulator thing or something it's very yeah strange. something like that I guess it's something that would be in like an actual tincture for like genuine medical use uh huh um but that's but not what this is <laughs> it's just it's just used so dramatically like he I like know. has little hand flourish <laughs> it's like okay I thought so this scare was so uh, you can actually tell in my notes exactly when I got disappointed because I'm writing down basically he's looking in this mirror the mirror keeps moving to show an empty chair and I'm like okay so they're gonna have someone appear in the chair and they slightly subvert it by instead having the ghost appear behind the mirror when he moves it and then they immediately fuck it up 
by having the ghost appear in the chair. Yeah. Like, it's so close to being like, okay, that wasn't scary, but at least you didn't do what I expected. And then they immediately do what I expected. It's like, what? And it's so goofy, the makeup on this ghost. It looks like the fucking grudge monster. Yeah. It's like, no other ghost actually looks like this in the rest of the movie, to my knowledge. They all look just a little pale. They fucking look like... Uh, Tim Burton ghosts. It's really funny. Oh my god. Oh yeah, here it is. If the ghosts weren't so stupid, it would have been a good jump scare redirect. Oh, never mind. They played it straight. <laughs> like, it's, um, so I was like, okay, so this is where we are. This is mm-hmm. the kind of movie this is gonna be. Mm-hmm. I definitely, um. like, throughout, <laughs> tried to give it a lot of chances, because I knew I was all, also, I was, like, feeling a little grumpy and tired, so I was like, maybe I'm not being fair. <laughs> But turns out. <laughs> no, it's legit. Also, I would say bringing grumpy to the table is not always a bad thing, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's, it's justified. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so um, yeah, uh, uh, he gets scolded for drinking and using drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and by, like... Uh, you said sister-in-law, I think that's right. I think it's her daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law. I um, think I think that the the son who died was her husband. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I found it a little hard to parse. <laughs> it's fine. Don't think about it too hard. It does. So there's there's another woman in the house who is younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, her name she, is Marion. Uh, Marion. She also um, has a son who's the one mm-hmm. who keeps getting possessed. And apparently the kid actor has naturally red hair, but mm-hmm. I looked it up because it looks so fake in this movie. I don't know if it was like the color grading or if they it, dyed the it. The haircut, honestly, it kind of just straight up looks like a wig. Might have been, yeah. Because I was like, what co- What the fuck color is that kid's hair normally? And I looked him up and in all other movies, he seems to have red hair that looks like natural red hair. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> It, yeah, it's, um, it, it is the most jarring bowl cut I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> and bright red, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's, um, there's this, like, gay-ass butler who just keeps giving <laughs> significant looks. I loved him immediately. And then it turns out he's actually important. Um, there's well, a moment unquote. where, yeah, 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 important in very, very relative terms. <laughs> Um, he, he, they, when they all sit down, they're waiting for, um, Sarah Winchester to join them and make her entrance into dinner. I, I, like, love Sarah Winchester. This is going to be really obvious. <laughs> it's a lot of go fun. On. Um, they're waiting for her to make this entrance and he, like, tries to give the butler a, like, look, like, yo, I'm sitting down for dinner. H- hook me up with some brandy. And the waiter, the butler gives him the most intense side eye I've maybe ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it's like so unnecessarily. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it is later revealed that like one of the deaths in the house recently was attributed to or involving alcoholism. So they're uh-huh. maybe they're a little tense. Also, the butler's not a great guy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But he's literally like like I ex- kind of expected the doctor's hand to just light on fire with how intense the look was and it made right. me laugh really hard. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah, this actor is giving it its all. Yeah. When, I honestly, he just doesn't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. I, like, every actor except for the main dude. I mean, I can't even blame the main dude, really, because I don't know what he was supposed to do with this his part. Yeah, um, just, he's, he's dead wife man. Yeah, uh, literally. <laughs> the most, un- he's like the most uh stock character in the world Um, is he do you know if he was based on any sort of real character or real person i mean he might be like a symbol yeah doctors that had visited her visited her in her life yeah Um, that makes sense but ultimately really didn't do anything because she continued building that house until she died so right (laughs) yeah i so when we when we finally meet her I know that it's because she's in mourning for her son and her husband, and so she's wearing, like, full mourning gear, but she just fucking walks into dinner wearing this full, like, lace veil that's so opaque you just can't even see any of her facial features, and I'm like, I was, yes, like, kind yes, of wondering yes, if we would yes. never see, yeah, <laughs> I was, like, kind of wondering <laughs> if we would never see her face, which oh, I kind of same. would love. <laughs> right? Oh um, my god, can you imagine the, like, stupid twist they would do if that had been the case? Like, it was, it's like the doctor's dead wife all along or something. Oh yeah. Like, oh my god, it would have been so bad. Oh my god, it would have been so bad. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing that could make this movie better is just making it worse. Oh my god, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It just... I feel like it's 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 bad enough to ridicule in a fun way, so that's good. That's good for us, what for we're sure. doing right now. Um, but it's not bad enough um, to merit rewatching in any sort of significant way. No, I think way. that's true. One thing that I was really curious about, actually, and one of the reasons I wasn't sure how bad it would be, um, is that telling the story of a gun heiress in mm-hmm. 2018 seems like it could go in a lot of different directions mm-hmm. um I ended up just being kind of um I, I mean it was anti-gun like that was obviously like the the thesis of it yeah but, but it, it, was so... it didn't it, it was too scared to make too much of a statement about it clearly yeah um it's i mean like they say it like like uh, uh, Sarah like uh, says some straight up, you know, like modern to this day, but probably still relevant back then, I guess. Like, because you know, she was like told like the the guns that your family, your company has made, have killed people, and those ghosts are haunting you now. Like she was told yeah. that. So like, <clears throat> there's basis here and like relevance here, but also it's like, when, even though she's like says these specific things, like a, 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 if a gun is made to kill people then can you really say it's being misused when it ends up killing people right um and then her doesn't feel like anything (laughs) it doesn't and especially because it's immediately undercut by marion being like well guns can what if what if good guy had gun and then ultimately the end of the movie kind of is a good guy has the gun so Mm -hmm. it's good so Mm -hmm. it's like i really do think that they were trying to lean towards be careful with guns if they mm-hmm. were making a st- if they had any stance about it at all i think it's closer to that but i think yeah. that they were too scared to like actually say anything say anything about it which i understand and i i w- honestly would be 
kind of appalled if they'd tried because uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine it would be done responsibly. I was just no. so curious about how it was going to play out. And I'm not disappointed that it was a nothing, but because, like I said, oh, we, you know, yeah. I can't imagine it could have been good, but it's kind of like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Uh... It's actually really funny because I was like looking at some reviews before I watched this, and some people were so mad about like keep our keep your politics out of my horror movies, and I'm like, oh, guys, my god, <laughs> you could like you could like uh, uh, not pay attention um, for like thirty seconds occasionally during this movie, and you would miss the whole anti gun thing completely. Yeah. Even the the end of the scene is undercut because um, e- Eric the doctor had been looking at a series of like patents and that like designs that Sarah Winchester had been doing, and he saw roller skates, and he was like, "What? You'd prefer that the company be making roller skates?" And she was like, "Well, yeah, but I guess those can be dangerous too." And they all like chuckle. It's like they yeah, can, they... but are at the same level as gun. <laughs> <laughs> roller skates are not made. <laughs> for fi- for firing bullets very oh, fast. Yeah, I'm also I'm so worried that I f- I'll forget this, so I want to say it now. There okay. is a roller skate jump scare at one point, <laughs> and I'm so, so glad about it. <laughs> Which is literally just that a roller skate suddenly goes across the hallway, <laughs> and, and the, the character's like, <gasps> like we're clearly supposed to be very frightened <clears throat> by this roller skate. By this roller skate. Yeah. Um. um. I have to say, I was disappointed for a movie that is based off a house that is significant because of its weirdness. It did not explore the architectural weirdness of this house enough. At all. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that really contributed to what you were saying before, which is that they completely failed to build any atmosphere. Yeah. Um, a huge part of that is that whether it was because of budget constraints or what was it, like... There, there is so much you can do with architectural weirdness to just freak people out. Like, it's actually pretty easy with just, like, trick cameras and that kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, just sort of your basic, even just physical placement of stuff. That mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they, I think that they, they didn't do enough of that, and they didn't make the... There are always, like, contractors in the background working on stuff i think that probably could have been done in a in a like way more threatening not just mm-hmm. having them like quote unquote painting with clearly a dry brush <laughs> um sometimes sometimes you have to use the ghost paint sometimes you know? <laughs> use that ghost paint i wish I, I tried to find the thread i saw a thread going around recently that was talking about how um there are some things that get called out as like spooky in the Winchester house that are actually just sort of like accessibility for like an aging woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there is a lot of like weird shit, but there was also apparently a lot. Well, actually, that kind of happens in the movie because they're like going up a, st- a staircase that isn't quite spiral, but it just has very, very small stairs. So it's a lot longer than usual. Mm-hmm. And Eric's like, what's with this fucking staircase? And Marianne's like, Sarah Winchester is old like she can't it this is makes it easier for her to go up and down stairs and it's like (laughs) it's like really (laughs) old people scary it's so Uh, it's such nonsense it really is but 
there's like, but there's like doors that don't go anywhere. Where are the doors that don't go anywhere in this movie? Yeah, uh, instead all of the horror that we get is just that some doors have wood across them. Yeah. Which is not scary. No. That actually seems like safe in yeah. a house that's constantly under construction. There probably are some rooms you shouldn't go into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, this had like, it could be anywhere this house could be. Like, I could, oh, be, absolutely. could be in any house. It's so frustrating. It's very um, disappointing. Um, what, what did, I, I'm thinking about the filmmakers, and it's like, what did you want to make a movie about? Because it's clearly not the Winchester estate. <laughs> or else yeah. you could have made that movie. That's not this movie. Um, it genuinely, it could, it's, it's one of those things. I think it's a movie that's been technically in production for, like, it was in kind of like a production hell for a while. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think that they first said they were going to make this movie in 2009, and it didn't come out till 2018. So, and this was not a nine-year movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I can only imagine the number of drafts the script went through that just sort of slowly gen- genericized it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it is too bad. Maybe one day we'll get a good movie about it. Or, you know, maybe one day we'll just, you know, crowdfund a trip to the Winchester house and look that at it. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, and we could all uh, get mementos that say together forever, like the bullet that Eric apparently carries around with him all of the time. The bullet? <laughs> um, yeah, because his wife is dead. Let's get Let's return to that fact. His wife is dead because, like, she killed herself, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't that's know what if happened. we, like, we, we definitely know that at the end. I don't remember when we learn it because I just honestly, the facts of this movie are not interesting enough to be laid out as mysteriously and sparsely as they are. I know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it makes it hard for me to remember because it's not like, ooh, a big reveal. It's like, oh, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Why wasn't that exposition and not a like why was that a twist and not exposition (laughs) yeah absolutely it's it i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) uh so yeah so he has a bullet that says together forever which is um the goofiest thing i've ever heard i do like Uh, that they lampshaded it uh because he holds up this like bullet that has (laughs) the carving into it and it's obviously a bullet that's never been fired and it's said that this is the bullet that he got shot with and he died for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that bullet has never been... F-. And Sarah was like, you got it reconstituted and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. You but couldn't why? fit together forever on a slug that had already been thrown, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and at that point, legitimately, why not just get a different bullet and engrave it on it? Exactly. It's like... Uh, thirdly, why do this in the first place? Why? Why? Why do it in the first place? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I just... I, I love Sarah Winchester. She, like... There's a whole bunch of stuff keeps going on. Henry, the kid, tries to jump off the roof while he's possessed. And Eric, like, saves him. And then afterwards... She, Sarah and Eric are having like a session and she mm-hmm. says in the most stoic deadpan voice I've ever heard in my entire life last night was very traumatic I'm afraid you have me at an emotional disadvantage like <laughs> <laughs> it's like full just Captain Hold on Brooklyn Nine-Nine like 
absolutely no emotion showing anywhere on her face or in her voice. And she's like, I am very sad. <laughs> it's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she's an icon. Oh, my God. She's such an icon through this whole movie. She's like, she is carrying this movie. Oh, um, my God. Absolutely. For Again, for no reason. Like, she, like I watch this movie and I watch Helen Mirren absolutely carrying it. And I'm like, you know you didn't have to do that, right? You could have just phoned it in and you would still have gotten your paycheck because you're the only <laughs> significant thing that's happening in this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had I had, like, blocked from my mind that she was in it. Um because I think I just couldn't, I couldn't hand, like, t- understand that fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when I went to watch this, I was like, oh, wait, Helen Mirren's in it? Maybe this is going to be good. <laughs> but it's a lot of dead weight to carry, so, it you know. Is. <laughs> um, yeah. So. So, okay, there's, this is when there's sort of a... <laughs> As much as a, this movie can have a lull, there's kind of a lull where there's just, like, more sessions and stuff and talking yeah, and Harry, talking, Henry gets possessed yeah. every night and whatever. There's a moment that I'd really like to discuss, okay. which is that um, Marion comes to Eric and is like, hey, do you think she's crazy? And he says, I think crazy is a dangerous term. There are just people who have mental health issues and we can help them. That is, like... too woke for this day and age. Right. Like, that's progressive in 2018. Right. (laughs) In 1906, weren't we still trying to make ovaries go back to their place by putting lavender up people's vaginas? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and especially a woman. Right. Yeah. Like... Um, and I, I understand that what they're trying to do... See, this is another reason why we sh- really should have learned about his wife at the beginning of the movie. I think that he's doing it because there seems to be some sort of thing where he, like, didn't understand his wife's mental health issues or something. Or I don't really fully understand <laughs> what happens at the end. But <laughs> So it seems like that could be his motivation in, like, it, we can't just call people crazy, we have to help them. Mm-hmm. But because we don't know that that's a thing in his past, it's just like, squeeze. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, okay, woke doctor man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Deadwife. Um, Dr. Deadwife. That truly is him. <laughs> and then um, Henry tries to shoot Sarah through the wall with a rifle. Yeah. Because he's possessed. Yeah. There's like, a, Sarah is like directing this new room. Um, that's, like, it, like, we figure out why soon enough, because the, like, main antagonist died in a room full of guns, but she, like, has just, just been talking for, like, days about how bad guns are, and how she, like, keeps a list of every single victim who, that's ever been reported to have died from a Winchester rifle, and that she believes the, these spirits are haunting her and it's part of her responsibility to, like, help them move on or to trap them so they can't do any harm. And then what she does is she fills a room with, like, 150 rifles. Um, like, And fine. it's like, uh-huh. And then, shockingly, the child that lives in the house that, quote-unquote, sleepwalks, gets one of the rifles and tries to shoot her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, because he's possessed. Yeah. 
and then he does some like possession stuff and his eyes go all milky and stuff and then yeah. he gets stranded and it's fine and this was the moment when i wrote down this is so close to being an interesting story about two strong women exploring their grief and guilt but is instead a half-assed thriller about a shitty doctor yeah <laughs> um and then we learned I... the butler was a ghost it's so funny indeed funny it's literally the most cliche way you could ever learn because he's like he's like so the 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 ghost butler like tries to kill eric or something like they have some sort of confrontation or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then he's like all, all, all up in arms and he runs over to sarah and he's like your man just tried like the man who works for you just tried to kill him and she's like and she's, she's got this pa- conveniently got this paper in in her hands and he's like that's him that's the man and she's like this, this man this died. man died and this paper was published 20 years ago that was literally <laughs> like that is a like finish your drink tier if you get a completely serious played straight, but this man's been dead for 15 years. Like, finish your drink. Like, that's Right. It's wild. so funny. And it's like, you never get gems like that these days. Yeah. No. Unless it's, unless it's just a straight up joke. But this is, uh, yeah, completely played straight. It's the most beautiful thing that's ever happened in this movie. It's wild. Um, and it's so, the timing. And so, and it turns out that this guy, okay, was he on the side of the confederates so let me i have the wikipedia article right up yeah he is that he's so benjamin block a confederate states army soldier okay (laughs) who lost his two brothers in the american civil war uh was killed by winchester rifles yeah because Um, he he basically he was like his brothers and i don't know if they mean actual brothers or if they mean like army like we're in the army together got killed mm -hmm. by winchester rifles and so he decides to go into a Winchester arms dealer and, like, shoot everybody that works there. And then the police come in with their Winchester rifles and shoot him. <laughs> it's really fun. I mean, it's... It's, it's, it's re- <laughs> truly the cycle. But I... Yeah. It is so... So I on the nose. I, I couldn't tell if they were trying to portray him sympathetically or not. Um, but then I was like, wait, he's a fucking Confederate soldier? <laughs> What is this, Twilight? Um, yeah. Oh, no, oh, no was... Twilight. <laughs> and and so it's revealed that the gun room that Sarah was building was a recreation of the room that he died in. And there's a special trick where if you trap a ghost in a room and then you use 13 nails to sh- seal the door, they're in it. They stay inside. They go in the room. Yep. <sighs> Fine. And there's, okay, I did love the dialogue where Eric was like, 13? Isn't that a number of the devil? <laughs> and Sarah's like, no, 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 it is a holy number. And it's like, what? 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 <laughs> Fine. Like, I guess you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. And then the movie kind of just completely falls apart because the 1906 earthquake happens and there's like a combination of earthquake and poltergeist behavior results in like everyone getting separated and Eric like finds the ghost of his wife um, yeah, and then if I were being so 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 unnecessarily generous, I would call mm-hmm. the reveal of his wife and how he got shot almost. It's not a subversion. It's it's so basically what happens is it's revealed that Ruby uh, like had some form of like psychosis, heard voices, tried to kill herself. He 
tried to stop her, she accidentally shot him and then shot herself. And I was like, so it's not quite like if you hear voices, you crazy and dangerous, like, and violent. It's like she was trying to harm herself, which is more likely. And it's all about, it's not, uh, there's no point to be made, actually. But if I wanted to be so nice to the movie, I'd be like, she doesn't kill him on purpose, so at least there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just like, it's just like, remember this guy's dead wife? Yeah. Let's talk about her. And then it's just like, it's just like, now we're going to have a weird, like, ghost reunion where he's like you're not real and she's like but i am and she and then she's got like this rifle and she's he's like don't kill yourself again i would never do that yeah um and uh and then he she he wrestles her for it and then that shoots him in the chest knocking her him over and then she uh, and then she's fine yeah well because it was like it was like i it was just like a recreation of what had already happened, right? Right. Like, I guess it wasn't so. real. Yeah. That was that was how I read it anyway, which is that that's how he got shot. Um yeah. with the bullet that he carries around. And mm-hmm. so then we have a couple of insane reveals. Um which is that the reason Eric can see all of the ghosts is because he also died from a Winchester rifle, but he came back, so he's connected. Um and the bad guy is not scared of gun, but he is scared of bullet. Uh... <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. He's like, he doesn't like the power of the the bullet that shot Eric. I don't, it's not, there's a lot of uh, telling and not showing in this part where I was kind of like, what are you even trying to tell? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, and can I just, like, do a quick sidebar to talk about how the fact that one of the ghosts is a fucking, like, like, slave from, like, slave owner days, and it's, like, and then he gives Eric, a, like, the 13 nails he needs to nail this dude into the, the room, I and I'm, like, that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, no. I know. I mean, it's so on the nose because it's got scars on his back and he's like wearing a fucking metal chain around his neck. And I'm oh like, Oh my God. I know. And I'm like, This poor fucking actor, this poor fucking black man who had to do this role. Yeah. Um, That's so ridiculous. I definitely at this point in the movie had kind of checked out. Uh, <laughs> so I like so, was probably so I, distracted. Um, but I, I, but I did did see that, but I, I, I do shit. want to say the fact that I was, my mom was watching Will and Grace at the same time as I was watching this show in the same room. Um, so I would kind of like peek over to the TV and then watch this on my laptop. And the, the, the weird tone <laughs> mixture there, um, not as jarring as you might think. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, don't, I wouldn't say they complement each other, but it's not, not as... Not as clashing as you think it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the movie's pretty much over. We get the sequel bait. Where, Which is like, one of the nails coming out of the yeah, room. Yeah, Eric's like, what are you going to do now? And Sarah's like, we're going to rebuild. And then they zoom in and one of the nails falls out of one of the doors. And we get like a... 
little end card that's like, here's what happened next. And the end card has the audacity to say the Winchester house remains one of the most haunted mansions in North America. Like, that's a fact you can just say to be true. Like, that's a real scientifically true thing that they said. You can't. Okay. It's one thing. Like, I I know sometimes I I don't even, I don't even know if there's like controversy about the fact that I extremely sternly don't believe ghosts and will not tolerate anyone trying to tell me otherwise. Sure. It's like, it's like, ghosts aren't real and you can't just say that they are because that's not how based on a true story stuff works <laughs> no like all you need to do to make that sentence not make me say what the fuck out loud to my tv is say the winchester house is still said to be one of the most haunted places in north it's, america it's literally the difference of one word <laughs> yeah legit that's all you need for me not to just be like what have you what what did you just yeah. end your movie with it's it's like one yeah it's one thing to make a fakey fake ghost story movie about ghosts that are, are fake yeah but it's another thing to be like this is what actually happened and the ghosts are real especially uh, because they follow it up immediately with a picture of the actual Sarah Winchester, which heavily implies that they're like hmm hmm question mark hmm? <laughs> um yeah I, yeah it's like so. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't even, this movie, I saw when I was, like, very, very briefly just skimming, like, a couple, like, review headlines and stuff, I saw a lot that were, oh, because I looked on the Wikipedia, because I was just curious about the critical reception, because apparently it made a shit ton of money. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed like, that, too. Uh, yeah. Budget of 3.5 million, box office of, like, 40 million dollars, yeah. which is insane. <laughs> it was wild. Um, I noticed uh that i forgot what this sentence was going to be something um, about the critical response oh yeah a lot of people were basically like i don't know why this movie exists it's not <laughs> go- it's not i don't even have anything particularly negative to say about it i just don't know why it had to be made because uh, it doesn't add anything to anything <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah. uh, fair yeah, yeah fair here's enough. one <laughs> mirren does all she can to look like she's having fun uh, but Winchester is an empty grab bag of spook show, blah, 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 blah. But oh. it, it's, yeah. God yeah. bless you, Helen Mirren. <laughs> Honestly, doing truly the Lord's work here. I yeah. also noticed on the Wikipedia article that the movie was supposed <laughs> was just going to be called Winchester, but they didn't want anybody to think that it was part of the Supernatural TV series. <laughs> so they called it Winchester, the house that goes spilled. Um, what? <laughs> oh man, talk about not trusting your audience. Yeah, and also oh, they... that sounds like couldn't that be? I never watched Supernatural, but it sounds like a show where ghosts could build a house. Yeah. So you never watched Supernatural? <laughs> isn't that crazy? And I was, it's I was, a... I was on Tumblr like... in 2010. Like I. <laughs> You are, like, number one in trash television. Yeah, I Which know. is not a bad thing I'm saying about you. You are the person I go to when I want to, like, hear opinions about a show I've never watched and I'm never going to watch. Absolutely. No, it's so true. I just, I think it's because I had never, I just somehow not heard of it. And then being on Tumblr from 2010 to 2014 or 15, mm-hmm. um... I was so inundated with it that I was like, I can never watch this television program, even though I watched all the other super who lock shit. 
Yeah. I don't know. It just skipped me somehow. We all have our blind spots in our shitty media. <laughs> Mine is supernatural. Theory. Here's my theory. So a lot of the other super who luck shit um, and that kind of genre of television, mm-hmm. I guess. It has women ha- in doesn't it? doesn't have... Well, yeah, it has women in it. It doesn't always have well-written women in it, but it at least yeah. has women in it. Supernatural is um, constantly introducing new female characters and then killing them a season and a half later. Yeah, and that's I heard a generous. lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, so it's like kind of a thing that's whispering in the back of your mind four seasons in. But sure. Once you're like seven seasons in, it's like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, that makes a I lot of sense. I know this is a show about brothers, but also... Uh, I like uh, I also I won't lie to you I love like media about siblings like exploring sibling relationships is really important to me in my mm-hmm. tv shows I kind of want to be able to imagine my protagonists kissing um yeah and I don't do like that because I'm no, a normal yeah. human being so yeah no for you sure know? <laughs> yeah so, no exactly um so there's just nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they barely have a brother dynamic is the thing. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned I mentioned this to you in DM before, but I made the really cool, not foolish at all decision of after watching this movie, just sort of going on Tumblr and idly searching like Winchester 2018 just to see if anything about the movie would pop up. And the very first post there in that search result was a comic about uh, Castile giving Dean a butt plug uh, because I guess some supernatural fan or another gave the actor a butt plug. Yeah, which Um, is a normal thing for people to do. Yeah, and I Uh, was like, oh no. Oh no um, on every single level to this post. (laughs) Do you, just a a quick poll, just a quick one SATA poll. Mm. um, Do you think people actually watch panels and enjoy them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like watch a panel where, and then the part specifically where where uh, fans of the show can come up and ask questions. No, I I will I will watch a panel if there's any audience segments. I might indulge, but I will not wear headphones um, mm-hmm. because that's too intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the moment things are awkward, I peace out. If it seems like they're screening audience beforehand, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, no. The moment there's any audience participation, I'm like, neat, don't hand that person a microphone. I have to yeah, go they could because say I anything. will start crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there, uh, the I only way like, you should ever do that is like take like audience questions from Twitter and then choose the best ones. Yeah, and then, absolutely. <laughs> and then a host asks the panel questions. I tend to find that like... I, I, I won't even do it in, like, podcast live shows. It generally makes me too anxious. Mabim Bam is usually okay, but there have been a couple questions where I literally listened by taking off my headphones um, and holding them away from my face so that I could still hear it, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't going directly into my brain because it was the <laughs> only way that I could, like, handle it, and I, like, my knuckles were, like, going white around the headphones, and I was just like, hey, boys, can we get through this one? Can we get through this one, boys, please? Hey! Ah! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Remember that one where that guy tried to, like... Battle uh, rap, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That is not what I was gonna say. <laughs> That one actually his podcast. Went, yeah, his yeah. podcast. The battle rap one actually went leagues better than the whole. Let's that's let, actually let me try true. To promote my own podcast on your podcast. Yeah, um, because at least the audience 
didn't turn against that guy so quickly. They were kind of like, ah, you're asking kind of a stupid question, but they didn't like immediately start booing him, which I'm not saying podcast guy didn't deserve, but it did make my heart fall out of my chest and explode. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, podcast guy is a dick, but also if I was in this situation, I would like never sleep again, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, we have to rate this movie on a scale of uh zero to five magical nails or whatever Mm. uh how many are you gonna give this uh particular cinematic experience i think i'm going with a two um i don't think it's quite bad enough to hit a one but it is not interesting enough to go to a three (laughs) um and also it would get an extra star just for like the potential i see in what the movie could have been yeah for sure. Um, yeah, you? I'm going to give this one a 2-2. Two, two. Mm. Um, I was I do want a sidebar. <laughs> Fear of Bidding was uh, uh, yelled at on Twitter for doing half stars sometimes. And you know what? Uh, none of this means anything. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. What? Half stars are so legit. <laughs> yeah, they were like, just just put it at a 10. And I'm like, five, f- first of all, 5 is a much better number than 10. <laughs> Um, and I like decimals a lot, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine and also fake. And it doesn't, um... like, we're, nobody's aggregating these. Like, nobody's, it, we're not the fuck, we're not the fucking AV club. Um, <laughs> um That's it, true. It's fake. Oh, it's mm-hmm. all fake. Um, Even though but... only death, love, and podcasts are real. And these because... questions that we got for this yeah. movie. Third thing. Fourth thing. I can Fourth count. Thing. Fourth <laughs> thing. Um, this is why you have to keep the numbers low. You can't go all the way to ten. Can't fucking can't. count. <laughs> oh my god, I just can't. Um, Twitter user Sane Intolerant asks, um, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about bookending October with movies featuring Supernatural Boys and then launching November with a movie called Winchester? Oops. Um, I feel good about it. Is the <laughs> Yeah. That seems um, great. It's important to keep continuity. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, while I was trying to figure out what movie I wanted to watch this week, I was scrolling through someone's random list of like ho- horror movies that they like. And uh, non zero amount of them that I have not seen before included Jensen Ackles uh, in it. And I'm like, damn, he's really done stuff. Right? Huh? <laughs> How does he have the time? Supernatural has had like 106 seasons in four years. Like, I don't know how he has time to do things. I don't know. I guess that from, I mean, from the quality of projects I've seen of his, maybe he doesn't choose things that have huge time commitments. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, unrelated note, how fucked up is it that Halloween 4 came out on Halloween's 10th anniversary, Halloween H2O came out on the 20th, and Halloween 2018 came out on the 40th, but they couldn't be bothered to push Zombie Ween's release back uh, a year to come out on the 30th. Uh, it's fucked up. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I There's a watch- zombie ween? The Rob Zombie's version of Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be, yeah. What a disappointment. Um, I did watch <laughs> Halloween 2018 this weekend. It is good. Yeah, is- I'm, I'm probably gonna see it. Uh- yeah. <laughs> um, I actually was a little cautious 
like I heard good things from like everyone I trusted, but I've also disagreed with these people before on the quality of horror movies. Right. Um. So uh, just because everyone has different tastes and things, and I mm-hmm. tend to be really obnoxious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was uh, I was really surprised that I was like, oh, it's genuinely doing cool things instead of just like homage, which homage is fine, but also it has to be fun homage. That's honestly uh, exciting. Yeah. Um. In any case, one more question from. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Ava, a synthetic succubus, mm-hmm. or synth succubus, whatever. Uh, I went to the Winchester Mystery House and almost ate shit and fell through a window while going down some stairs. Does that happen in this movie? Um, there's, God, I wish. There's, like, uh, there's fall down sometimes. There's someone fall down. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, not, not in a fun way. <laughs> not in a fun way. No. No. That um, does that's a very relatable story though. I absolutely would like nearly die in the most haunted house in North America. <laughs> just out of sheer clumsiness, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know me. <laughs> I can barely get around like a regular house without eating shit constantly. I twisted my ankle completely sober in front of my apartment. Like literally I stepped out of my apartment off the curb. There were leaves on top of like a pothole and I twisted my ankle so bad that I had to not meet the friends I was going to. I had to crawl back upstairs. Like I'm not built for it. No. Absolutely it being not. like the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, having yeah. having a physical presence. Yeah. I, I just like so winter is coming. And um, I, I'm thinking about, and every time it gets a little frosty outside, I have flashbacks to every time I've absolutely eaten shit on ice. Um, yeah, no, in I know. my life. <laughs> um, so that's going to be fun. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, it's a death trap. Yeah, just the world. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's, let's talk, into, talk about some things that are maybe not death traps. Uh, recommendations <laughs> for this week. <laughs> that was seamless. Oh. Has anybody recommended The Haunting of Hill House yet? So, may, may, I've had it recommended to me personally and, like, on other podcasts so yeah. many times that it's kind of hard to make, like, maybe, but you never can be too sure. And also, uh, other people have definitely recommended things that other people have recommended on this show before. Sure. So, like, it's all fair game. Like, it um, was going to be my recommendation even before we decided what movie to watch. But it's actually, mm-hmm. like, surprisingly pertinent um, in that it is a show that actually successfully uses the structure of a haunted house to explore family trauma and grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. It's on Netflix. Uh, I would be curious to hear anyone's opinions any given opinions about the ending because it it goes in like a very interesting direction um Mm -hmm. but the entire thing is so good the cast is incredible there's a uh, one episode that is comprised entirely of only four straight shots um Mm -hmm. and there's a lesbian so cool yeah (laughs) my recommendation this week is um well i guess Sarah already recommended Halloween 2018. Go see it. But um, I saw another movie this weekend because I am friends with someone who uh, works at a movie theater and can just take me to films nice. for free all the time. Oh, that's so, ideal. Yeah. So um, I, was, I wasn't going to see Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend because it's $12 fucking dollars to see a movie like the week it comes out. Um, and I don't have that kind of money <laughs> in my life. So I was like, I'm just going to wait. But then I was able to see it. And it's um, for a biopic. It's really good. <laughs> 
Um, I like huh. a good biopic. It's a fun one. It's, you know, the critics are like, it's a greatest hits, but I'm like, you know what? It's queen, you know, like, let it be greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. You know, people come, if you, if you go to a movie about a band, you want to hear, like, all the most popular songs from that band, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, it's, wait, it's... also, can I say, the original Night of the Living Dead, if you haven't seen it, it's, from, oh, yeah. it's, it's very much oh, a movie from the 60s. Oh, because that's the one you scored, right? Yeah, 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 and that was recorded, but I don't know if it's going to be available anywhere, but um, yeah, the original, it's very much a movie from the 60s, it's very much slow, but it's uh, really good, and it's really interesting to, if you're somebody who likes to do the cool thing of watch a movie and then read a lot about that movie, it's like cultural impact is huge was is it like enormous obviously but but in like a lot of different ways so it's a fun movie to watch and then a really really fun movie to study i'm cool and fun (laughs) (laughs) this is who we are um oh my god (laughs) because i was watching a video on my laptop earlier today and uh just like a video essay because i'm really really fun to be around (laughs) my mom just like comes up behind me and just watches it with me and then she's like, after it's done, she was like, wow, that was really weird and nerdy. And I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Um, if you want to support the show, you can do so. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting. Um, uh, we've said this, the, the, the levels a million times. But if uh, $5 a month or more gets your name read on the show. So... Thank you to Paul Bechtel, Paul Moran, uh, Kit Spindler, um, Michael uh, Kaiser. Uh, I don't have the list, of, which is why I'm doing this right now. <laughs> uh, uh, Sophie, um, and uh, she's not the cooler Sophie now. She's something else, something about cat girls. You, thank you all. We love you so much. Um, I always get locked out of the Patreon account when I need to fucking read the names out, <laughs> off of it. Um, so <laughs> don't ever get co-hosts, I guess, is the moral of the story here. Wow. Uh, Book ended with co-host <laughs> opinions. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to, uh, contact the show, uh, you can do so at fearbaiting at Twitter, fearbaiting.tumblr.com, fearbaiting at gmail.com. If you want to, um, look at what I'm yelling about or yell at me about what I'm yelling about, um, at Blair Kitch on Twitter or blurkitch.tumblr.com. Seda, would you like to plug your various um, happenings? Sure. Um, on twitter.com, uh, nudity with an E-A instead of a Y. You can check out my music at gaygothvibes.online or my other podcast at Musical Mole on Twitter. And yeah. I think that's all my stuff. Oh, and I do want to just like officially thank you for like doing our awesome intro and outro mu- music for Schlocktober. Oh my god, of course, yeah. I was so excited with how it came out because I, um, last year there are a couple of samples that were like, I, I, I didn't make, and this year I made everything, um, mm-hmm. which meant there was at one point I was just alone in a, my new apartment for the first time ever, like my first night alone in the new apartment, uh, whispering, and I couldn't find my microphone, so I was just whispering words into my phone, putting the audio on my computer and reversing it and, like, doubling it, and I scared mm-hmm. the shit out of myself. <laughs> you do such a good job. Um, oh, it's really you. good. Um, 
but yeah, uh, thank you for being on. This. Uh, it's always, I mean, I know I do another fucking podcast with you, but it's always fun to have you on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, but um, until next week, um, I have been Blair. Uh, and I'm Seda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and remember, a fucked up guy in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> is that what done... you said last time you were on here? Shit, I think it was. Um, the <laughs> guy is always more fucked up on the other side. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's Didn't good. Didn't plan well enough. <laughs> no, you're good. You did a beautiful job, and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you.